So thank you for joining us again for the home stretch. We are joined today by Adam Mackay from Mackay Properties in Sawbridge Worth and Kevin from Parsons Estate. Is it where is where is Parsons uh, Estate? In this, just in Norfolk, right in the Norfolk Suffolk borders. So you'll notice that they're both Cambridgeshire members. We're at the well, Cambridgeshire Suffolk. We're at the Cambridgeshire meeting today. Ian has just given us a great regional tour meeting, haven't you, Ian? Uh, I hope so. Yes, it was great. Well, I'm telling you, <laughs> it's it very was good. Great. It was very good. Sort of uh, lots of uh, marketing initiatives which are coming, uh, as well as obviously some tips and tricks. I mean, uh, Ian and I are unfortunately old enough to know of uh, not so good markets as uh, over pre previous years, and it's just bringing everything back to how we can actually um, transition, you know, the market. Yeah, so talking about that, we've obviously in our podcast we bring up the UK economy a lot, but we don't often focus down into the local markets. So I think that's something we want to talk to you guys about today. Adam, if I start with you, how are you finding your local market? What's going on at the moment? It's going for a bit of a change. I mentioned that earlier in the meeting that um, I think it's going back to a bit more of a normal marketplace. Um, you know, sellers are starting to have to realise that you know there's not a queue of 45 or in some cases last year we had houses with uh, over 100 people wanting to view. We actually had one which had over 200 people wanting to view. Wow. Uh, those days have gone, um, and we're just seeing a normal level of buyers. Some cases, what we're seeing locally to us is the um, Middle England houses are getting less interest than the bigger homes. And back when I started out in the early 2000s, my first boss said to me, don't worry about the big ones, you don't want them. But at the moment, we're focusing trying to get the big ones because that's where the buyers are coming from. So that's what we're seeing locally. We're not seeing um, first-time buyers um, in their forces like they were unfortunately and are you finding you're having to work harder to secure those those kind of first meetings as well um for valuations you mean yeah. first meetings um we're still seeing people want to move um there's still low stock numbers um so that you know that's what i think is helping the marketplace it's not seeing a drastic drastic change but i just think um it's, it's price sensitive so yeah if something was 450 a little while ago it might only be 410 420 now Okay, so still seeing stock coming through. Yeah. Is that are you finding the same? Way? I think it's just, yeah, more, more or less the same as uh, as Adam uh, on that. I think sort of we are in as I think I mentioned a tradition, a tra transitional market whereby two or three months ago people were uh, agents were valuing at a higher price. Those properties came on the market. The market has now drastically changed, and because of that, those those uh, appraisals, the the prices of the properties, are now out of date. Um, so we're finding that we're having to educate um, both our uh, clients as sellers, as well as pro properties on the market with other agents in, in as much as making sure that they are aware of what's going on. And I've always found that what generally happens in this type of market is that a lot of the sellers are chasing the market. Mm. So they're always a one step behind. So um, what we're doing in, when we're educating those sellers is to actually try and get them a little bit ahead of the market, if you like. So that they, when they get the offer, um, it, you know, they they can actually then find another property because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what price um, they achieve; it's the differential between the two. Yeah, and Ian, you've been all over the UK in the last couple of weeks, haven't you, on our regional tour? Are you finding that it's the same story everywhere? Absolutely, the same story. So, um, although interestingly, there's pockets even within regions where there is one location that um, would say. We're super busy, offers still coming in, viewing levels still coming in. And then villages and towns uh, 15, 20 miles down the road say it's like a tap turning off. And for me, um, both are okay because because they are what they are. And, and the good agents actually know, know and learn uh, 
know or learn how to navigate the choppy waters. Um, some of us in this team will just dust off some skills that we've had used in the past and others might have to learn some new ones from us. I mean, I think I've found that um, I used to work for corporate years and years and years ago. And I yeah. think in my corporate days, you could have two towns 12, 20, 12, 15 miles down the road and both towns had a completely different market. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And one was really, as you say, the tap sort of turned off and the other one was just streets ahead. Uh, and then the next month, the, the tables would be turned. I think the real problem at the moment where it is so transitional is that you've still got agents that are quite blunt in their in their style. They're still buying the instruction. They're still going out there overvaluing just to get the house on the market because that that then hits their KPIs for their boss yeah, yeah. without giving the right advice to the customer. And that's the the good agent at the moment will be able to navigate how to deliver best advice to the customer. Stop, move away. From, we discussed this today, guys, didn't we? Move away. In fact, Kevin, it was your point. Moving away from the word valuation and yeah, start yeah. talking about market appraisal. Yeah, advice yeah. And, yeah. Do you want to sort of expand? Yeah, on that I mean, I think the sort of the, the thing is that um, when you're talking to sellers and they sort of think of the word valuation, that whatever the valuation is, that's gospel. And it's not the case. Uh, our, our job at the moment is to advise on the marketing of the property and positioning it in the market so that you're positioning it in the market to sell. Because at the end of the day, that's what they want to do. Um, they may still have uh, an idea that what, the values were three months ago is what they're going to achieve now so obviously we need to uh, educate them on that but i think sort of it's really when you're marketing a property it's it's not necessarily well i think it's worth this man it's a question in order to get you moved in the time that you want to be moved in you this is where you need to position it in the market yeah. um so that they can actually move and again it's going back to that that difference in price for for their sale and the purchase and it's, i think it's important to Bringing back to their focus, their goal of moving, isn't it? And, yeah. You know, that's the goal, isn't it? It's not the goal to get that, that price, isn't it? Yeah. It's exactly right. People get hung up on prices yeah. when actually the, the word that Kevin used earlier on was differentials. Mm. So what does that mean um, to the to the layperson? That means the difference between the price that you sell at and the price that you buy at. And one of the things I used to say to customers in the 80s and 90s, genuinely I used to say this was, I don't care what your house is worth. I don't care what I sell it for. So long as I buy your dream home, with a £20,000 differential or a £30,000 differential, then that's my job. And as a consequence of that, every offer that you get becomes a good offer because it's a working offer. Because if you can accept 30 grand less for yours, but then you buy one for 30 grand less for theirs, it's the same thing. That's, that's right. what you're talking about, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And quite often, if you're if you're actually buying upmarket, you can actually make more money exactly. you can, by, yeah. you know, by even getting a better deal or, or sort of because the percentages are different. Yeah, and you said a lot of it is down to um, educating potential vendors and things, and that's something we've picked up on today as Ian had all these stats from Bank of England and what's going on in the wider economy. Is that something you're going to take away or is it something you already do, um, do you, when you're in, like well, Ian always says, in I've, the living room? I've definitely changed my pitch in the last, since June, um, gradually. Um, and But seeing the slides today, which the Guild have provided, is just excellent. And uh, I've definitely been holding a team meeting to make sure everyone, you know, like you mentioned it Ian earlier, but even the Saturday team, yeah, and um, ca casual, you know, team, they need to have the answers, um, because out they're out there on the floor. Aren't they? Yeah, that's. It. I mean, I love a stat, um, and I've used stats in the past, um, but we've got now a new, uh, a, a new lot of stats which actually are uh, valid for this for this particular market, which I think will uh, help um, sellers, prospective sellers make a decision, an informed decision, 
and then be able to make the right decision for them rather than actually, well, the, the other agent said this price and sort of, but, you know, there's no basis for that price. Yeah, we also talked about how not to make comparables between 2019, 2020, because that's not a comparable market. You need to look back at 2016 and trends from there. So, so very interesting point, actually, because I've been pulling people back to like the five-year, 10-year data. So if I go and see a detached house and they're focusing, the other agent said it was 1.2 million and I've said, yeah, you know, 1.1 1 .1 or whatever. Um, I've been them back to how much it was worth ten years ago, and, and then suddenly they realise they're not they're not hard yeah. done by. Yeah, you know, the, you know, the market you know has gone up a lot, hasn't it? So yeah. the other thing that that sellers are going to need to recognise, in my opinion, is that prices will feel like they're going back, but they're not really going back. So let me expand on that. Um, if your next door neighbour sold for let's say eight hundred grand, and you've put yours on the market at eight fifty because that's the advice that the agents gave you. Then if you were to drop to 825 or 815 or something, you'd feel that your house was going back in value. But the reality is, is that it isn't, because if the house next door sold in January of this year at that sort of level, um, there's a lot of leeway in between in terms of the marketing price is not the real price. Yeah. So the market will feel like it's dropping more than it actually is. That's the point. And, and again, a good agent will be able to explain that to a customer. So you said then about being able to articulate what's going on in the market to kind of when you're out on valuations do you would you say that you use the guild as an advantage in that as well when you say that you're part of a exclusively chosen membership and um, for me um, i joined the guild in 2014 and it changed my pitch straight away um i was up against some corporates in the yeah and a, a couple of really good um agents who've been around a long time so straight away i used that as my usp um you know, the, the map which we've shown on the, on the big screen today of showing, you know, it's on the back page of the Life magazine. There's not one market appraisal, Kevin. I'm not going to say the word valuation because I, I actually call them advice meetings in the market. Oh, nice. Um, so, you know, there's not one advice meeting I've been since 2014 hasn't had a Life magazine. You know, so I pure, I don't use them as prospect. I just take them all on valuations. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I'll take more than one. Um, and it's, it's our biggest USP. And I'll talk about the network. Um, you know, quite a lot, quite often where I'm based, a lot of people are moving to near Kevin, uh, Norfolk, Suffolk, um, sometimes further afield. So I can say, you know, I can put put you in touch. And uh, now we've got this awesome mm. referral system. I'm sure we'll be able to all make a bit more money. Yeah, yeah definitely. That's it. Well, I've been a member almost 20 years. Wow. In fact, it's actually uh, two weeks' time will be our 20th anniversary. So, um, and, and we've been uh, members almost since then and we've seen things develop and to what like you say with the lifestyle magazine now um and we started a bespoke brand a couple of years ago um so we quite often now um the front cover is a bespoke cover to us um and and as you say sort of you know uh, we have what we call our uh pre-appraisal pack and everybody gets a lifestyle magazine mm. they also get a seller's guide as well as a marketing plan and a couple of other bits and bobs as well so um and i think sort of when we're actually at the appraisal it's important to um sort of you know tell um, advise the sort of the um, owners that we are the exclusive agent uh, that we do have a network of over 800 offices particularly the um, Park Lane office where we always guarantee their property will be marketed there as well as 112 offices within the M25. Mm. Um, so it's, you know, it's the power of sort of networking that I find the best thing backed up by the marketing tools. Perfectly legitimate. And I used to do the same thing yeah. when I was in Winchester because, um, and there's a really true story, which was I, 
gave a valuation to a guild member. It was my best friend's house. I didn't tell the guild, um, I didn't tell my best friend which one was the guild member. Then went for a bike ride with him one Saturday and said, which one, just out of interest, who, which one of those two was in the guild? They were number one and two in market share in the town. He said, I don't know. <laughs> so although I'd made the value, made the referral myself yeah. and they went on the market appraisal, they still didn't pitch the guild. And then when I explained to Nick about the part lane office, the network, the et cetera, et cetera, he said, well, I haven't chosen which one to go to, but I am now going to go to them because if they'd said that to me in the first place, I would have instructed yeah. them yeah. there and then. Yeah. And it's just a brilliant message, isn't it? That, yeah. I mean, it's cool. Yeah, ridiculous in, in yeah, some respects. Right. It's, you've got to use as I call it, a no-brainer. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, you've got to use the tools. You know, yeah, tool box, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it is about the point of differentiation because, um, which is the point that you've made, is that agents are saying the same thing to everybody. Yeah. It's very difficult for the consumer to actually tell the difference between a very persuasive salesperson yeah. in their living room. And I think as the the market um, moves and sort of it gets to, because uh, I think we're going now from a seller's market to a buyer's market. And because of that, the sellers need to have every single piece of uh, uh, within the toolbox available to them because it's like I always think sort of, you know, it's the same as a horse race. You don't have to be far ahead, just a neck, if you like, but and you still win the race. So it's just some of those small things can make the difference between that seller achieving the price they want in the time they want to achieve it by. Yeah, I really like that analogy, actually, not having to be miles and miles ahead of the competition. Yeah. You just need that one thing that someone picks up on and goes, that's different. That's right. There. That's, right. that's, that's yeah. my choice. And, and that's what, that comes into when you are in a, a buyer's marketplace, um, the property that they have first click on when they're when they're doing their research. I mean, you guys have got some brilliant marketing techniques, haven't you? Yeah. So I really would like to explore that because if it is a marketplace where there's less buyers, um, they're going to you want to attract them first you want them looking at your stock first yeah. yeah so that would be quite interesting to just explore that for a second yeah one thing I know that you do Adam that I see on social media because obviously I'm social media exec for the guild so I spend a lot of my time on the kind of guild accounts and one person that pops up constantly on my Instagram particularly is you Adam and it's your face as well giving them market support. <laughs> no but you you've really embraced the the kind of technology and the, the videography and the kind of modern estate agency and bringing it back to your traditional well, estate agency I'd, yeah the guild um, brand ambassador you know helped us focus on that you know We'd been, um, we had peaks and troughs. We'd be, you know, when you're busy, we were coming off social media, not doing as much, not doing as many videos. But as soon as we sort of adopted the, the, the Gil Brand Ambassador to focus on the marketing plan, it has really helped the team and me become disciplined on it. Plus, through coming to regional meetings like this, I got to meet Kevin and we all push each other on. There's a couple, mm -hmm. couple of them agencies that was in this room today. We've got a WhatsApp group and we share ideas and we're pushing each other on. and and you know and and, and like, you know trying to make a difference for our customers and our businesses and yeah you know, it's becomes um part of the, the daily routine um you always want to do more i don't know if you have that kevin as well like you always think oh, i'm not doing enough but then yeah yeah and then people say you know they've seen your videos but and, and that's a, a big point i think um kevin and i have both not just done the, the property videos but we've done a, a lot of community work in the last four or five years in our areas and i think that's made more of an impact than actually the property videos um, people remember the, the charity um, you know, events you do, you know, the community videos a lot more than the, the property videos. I think the property videos, yeah, certain videos um, stick in people's mind. But I think, and then sometimes you'll be in like Tesco's or somewhere, and someone will start talking to you, and I'll be like, I don't even. And she says, yeah, and they'll say, yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, I've just, just realised you know, I've never met you actually I've just seen your videos and that's it's made a huge part um, of my business mm. so it reminds me actually I went to the theatre local theatre it's just in in this a uh, couple, couple of months ago and um, it's one they don't have tickets they have a little checklist with all your names on there and um, I said uh, Kevin Parson she said I know who you are <laughs> I said really she said everybody in this knows who you are and that is purely and simple and I thought Really, you know, and it's really it is the community. I mean, both Adam and I have got our own Facebook groups. You know, love yeah. um, the local. I've got two or three actually, but sort of love the local village, uh, and the and so we're able to sort of post our own as well as all, all the community um, Facebook pages as well. And I think it people relate to that. People relate to that, and they can trust you because they know who you are. You know, I didn't think anybody knew who I was really. Um, I suppose I'm modest. I don't know, but, um, <laughs> but you know, it is a it is a question that everybody does know who you are yeah. if you are in the face of people. I don't think it's a quick win, is it, Kevin? You know, no, it's not it's an not. overnight. You know, you have to be consistent with it. You've got to play a long game. Yeah, that's right. It's like sort of I mentioned in the meeting. Sort of we do a sort of a a quarterly and a monthly, depending on the the basis of the seller, um, sort of newsletter, and it's over a period of time that people begin to trust you because. Every quarter, my 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 newsletter pops through the letterbox, um, and they sort of you know they can relate um, to you, and and that's it. It's selling a property is a partnership between the agent as well as the seller. Yeah, Ian, you always say become the mayor of your town, don't you? And I think that you two are prime examples. Of We've got that. two of the industry best actually Definitely. sat here with us right absolutely. now. <laughs> really, yeah, well, it's absolutely true. true. Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those are the names that get thrown about with all that. So yeah, you should be really proud of what you guys have done as well. Thank you. I think that's a great place to end the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on and staying after the tour. We hope you enjoyed the tour mostly. Um, and yeah, thank you so much. Thank you both. No, thank you. Sort of, it's been been an absolute pleasure to have a chat, and you know, look forward to doing it again if the opportunity arises. Thank you. Yes, always be the case. Will. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Take care.